just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You're the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. Great to have you today. And uh, we're, we're, we're going to today and maybe tomorrow, if you watch this later in the replay, we're going to talk about the past. Uh, because so many people, man, uh, I get it. Things happen. Bad things happen. Trauma is real. Uh, and unfortunately, sometimes we can get stuck there and it can scar us. It can, it, we can wear that lens of the past to see the present uh, and and worry about the future and and it's a hard thing and i i'm not qualified to entirely help you i can say nice things and point to scripture all day long which will help you but today i've got a licensed therapist to help walk us through uh if you've had a tough past honestly if you're getting if, if you're having a hard time uh you know coping with the present and, and having optimism for the future might want to just stick around for this uh, because we're going to help you, as the book title says, Get Past Your Past. That book is available. If you guys need to follow up, need a resource, it's available for you right now wherever you get books. Uh, but you're going to get a little bit of, I think, encouragement and hope today and maybe some good tips and instruction uh, if this is a real problem in your life. Uh, maybe someone you know, you need to hit the share button, you can do that. Jason Van Ruler is the author of the book uh, and someone who specializes in dealing with this. So he's uh, well qualified to have this conversation today. Jason, great to have you on Life Today Live. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Randy. I'm excited about this. Well, give us a little bit of a, a framework uh, to work with, um, you know, a dealing with the, the broken places and pieces of our lives. Uh, that, that a lot of people get stuck in. What, what's sort of your overarching approach to this? Yeah, I think it's just acceptance that we all have a thing. You know, I, I do this thing when I give a keynote where I'll ask uh, people to think about what is the thing from your past that keeps getting in the way today? Hmm. And if I pause long enough, everybody has an answer. There's just something that comes up. Um, and that's on a spectrum. So for some people, it's something really, really traumatic and big. And other people, it might just be a relationship that ended or a business thing that didn't work out. But we all have that thing. And although we all have the thing, some people are able to use that to actually be a springboard to something better mm -hmm. while others get stuck in it. And so as a therapist, I got really interested in this idea because selfishly, I was a person who was stuck in it for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, how am I going to get out of this? And when I started to have a sense about how to do that, I thought I want to help other people get out of this too, because we're not hitting our full potential because we're stuck in something that's already happened. A lot of times, well, I mean, I guess all the time, probably, unless we numb our emotions, there, there is an emotional attachment to the past. Uh, and, and that can be a problem, but I think can it also be a little bit of a, a signal to to help point us in the direction of, of coping with it, dealing with it? How do, how do, what's the relationship between the emotions and the memories of the past? Yeah, the emotions are important markers of our past and sometimes uh, very beautiful uh, in the emotions that we feel because um, they might be about a loved one we've lost or something that we really cared for. And so those emotions are not bad, whether they're difficult emotions or easy emotions, those aren't bad. It's just how do they get in the way today? 
So the thing that we really need to change is our relationship with the past. We can't change the past. It's already happened. We can't do anything about that. Uh, the book is not instructions to build a time machine. I think that might have been a more successful book, uh, but it is a way to change the relationship with your past so that it's actually helpful for you instead of something that holds you back. So what's what's the starting point for someone who's like, okay, yeah, that's me. I, I answered your question that you asked, and I've got something in mind right now. Where do they go? Yeah, absolutely. So the first step is really just to be honest with yourself about what it really is that's getting in the way. I find so often that people struggle a lot to accurately talk about what's going on. We might kind of dip a toe in the water, but we're really not honest with ourselves about what that problem really looks like. Hmm. And so if we're not willing to be honest with ourselves, the problem is we're not going to get great help because then we're not being honest with someone else. And so the first step, if you see this coming up in your life, is discerning how, how can I be honest with myself about what's really going on as much as I can be, right? As much insight as I have, what is the extent of this problem? And then from that place, who do I need to go to to get some help with it? Okay, well, that raises the question. Uh, is this the kind of thing that, that people can deal with on their own or cannot deal with on their own or maybe somewhere in between? Yeah, somewhere in between. So everything's on a spectrum. I know for me, I did a thing for a long time where I said my past was either too much or too little to get help. Mm. Right? <laughs> I said, well, either, oh, it's way, way too bad, so I shouldn't ask for help, or uh, it's not bad enough, so I shouldn't ask for help. So I, I always challenge clients to like kind of stay out of that place where we have to you know, argue it's one or the other, and it just is what it is. And so then what we do is we just take the step to see who is the person we know or have access to that we could at least ask to direct us to some help. Hmm. And all roads don't lead to therapists. So uh, a therapist might help with that. Maybe it's that kind of issue where you really need a therapist. Maybe you just need a friend. Maybe you need a pastor. So it doesn't have to all go to therapy, but you have to find a person that's willing to direct you to the help that you need. You mentioned your own issues. How much do you get into in the book of your own past? Yeah, I, I talk about enough to make me uncomfortable, Randy. <laughs> so I, I talk about enough to uh, to get vulnerable and get into it. And the reason that I do that is because at the end of the day, I feel like the best teachers role model the things they're trying to teach. And so for me, uh, that included sharing part of my story. Um, not every single detail, but sharing the fact that I'm not asking people to do something I wouldn't do. I'm asking them to do what I've done, only do it faster because I'll show you how. So uh, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be too invasive, but uh, so just stick with what you stick with. Uh, but are, are we talking about relationship? Are we talking about uh, any addiction issues or what, what, what's kind of the broad scope of, of your past that, you had to get past. Yeah. Yeah. So the short answer is um, up until about age eight, I had what you just call like this idyllic suburban childhood uh, and it was going awesome. And then my parents divorced. Okay. So that was very shocking to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then from age eight to 18, we lived probably in about 20 different houses. Jeez. And all these things were introduced into my life, like abuse and addiction and trauma. And so I just went from kind of having some very, uh, healthy expectations about what childhood was going to look like to then having all the bad stuff you don't want. Yeah. And so I did like a lot of people and I came out of childhood saying, I'll just never be that person. I'm going to live completely differently. But you know, the unfortunate thing is I didn't know how to do that. Mm -hmm. 
And so I just kind of subconsciously created the exact same system as an adult. And mm -hmm. so it took me a couple of years before I realized, hey, if you don't learn how to change your relationship with your past and how you're doing things, you can pretty much predict your future. Mm. Wow. Well, yeah. And that's a, that's a tough place. My dad grew up, uh, in a similar, you know, brokenness, moving poverty, um, alcoholic father. I, and that's a, that's not an easy thing to do. Um, how, how important is it that we first recognize that, yeah, my past is jacked up, right? It's not mm -hmm. the way it should be. It's not the way I want it to be. Maybe it wasn't the way anybody involved with it even wanted to be, but it, it, it is broken. Uh, and be to a, to a degree sort of okay with that. Not, not in the sense that you approve, but that you go, it, it is what it is. Like you say, mm -hmm. is that, is that a critical part of even getting on the path to, to healing and to changing your future is really facing the fact and, and saying, yeah, it's messed up and not carrying a shame that you really don't need to. Absolutely. Yeah. It's about acceptance because we can't change it. Yeah. And, and the truth yeah. is if it's our childhood that we're talking about, we, we didn't sign up for some of that stuff. And, exactly. and some of our brokenness uh, is about things that we didn't ask for. Yep. And so coming to terms with um, acceptance is different than approval. So we don't have to approve of it, but if we don't accept it, we can't change it. Yeah. Yeah. What about the people involved? Because a lot of times those people aren't in our past. They're still in our present. Um, how do you, how, how do you navigate, uh, the bro other broken people that were a part of your broken past in a way that's not so broken? Yeah, you have to honor them where they're at, but realize that just because they're at a certain place doesn't mean you need to. And so uh, if someone, you know, you know, if you came from a family where there's a lot of addiction and they're still struggling, you can love them in that place. You can love them accepting that that's who they are, but you have to avoid being drawn back into that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And so that's why the book talks about the importance of community, because the truth is if we try to do something different with the same people who don't support our new goal, we're going to be really unlikely to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's scripturally, right? Uh, forgiveness is a big, big thing. I think I read that once. Yeah, I think <laughs> right, that's in right. there somewhere. Yeah, it's in there a couple times, I think. Yeah, um, and and it's not uh, to let other people off the hook as much as it is to let ourselves off the hook of the past. Uh, what What do you? I know this is something that's got to come up when you're talking with people because that's that's one of the biggest hurdles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, forgiveness is huge. Both forgiving others and forgiving ourselves. We really struggle with that. Mm -hmm. Some people are really great at forgiving other people, but then holding that for themselves and refusing to forgive themselves for what's happened. Mm -hmm. And so both have their own issues, but if we, we refuse to forgive ourselves, what happens is that we essentially refuse to get better because we keep ourselves in that same space that we lived when we hurt the people we hurt. And we think that doing that somehow shows them how sorry we are, right? We say, if I just don't forgive myself, then you'll see how badly I feel about it. Hmm. And the reality is, and, and I learned this because I, I worked with people who uh, were coming out of prison, but then I also worked on the other side with people who had been victims of serious crimes. Hmm. And I would talk to them and I would say, you know, you must want the worst for these people that hurt you. 
Cause that's what I thought. Sure. Right. I was like, you would, you just want only the worst. Uh, and over and over again, I heard something that really surprised me, which is that they said, I just want them to be better actually, hmm. because if they're better and they move on and they're a better person, then there was some value that came from this because I can't change what's happened, but they can change who they are. That's interesting. And what that demonstrates is a level of compassion um, that uh, I would argue is not always natural, right? I'm like, right. like, my gut reaction is no, I want them to suffer more than I have, right? Or at least as much. Yeah, me too. I, right. But uh, how those who have that sort of compassion, there's got to be a contrast between them and those that just have bitterness. Not, is there not a clear contrast in, in how they get past the, the trauma or the victimization, whatever it is? Yeah, a lot of times the thing I see is the faith component, which mm. faith is super important for me. But I think, you know, people ask me, you know, you wrote this book and it includes, you know, talk about God and faith and, and you know, what led you to do that? Well, I don't know how you do it otherwise. Mm. Yeah, and, and so that for me is often the factor that I see when we're able to give that compassion and have a different view of forgiveness often has a lot to do with our faith. And that's not to say that you don't have faith if you can't forgive, but I think we are all forgiven and so knowing that hopefully empowers us to give some of that compassion to others. I mean, that's what, that's what scripture says. Um, and I've seen it time and time again with people who have suffered the, just the, the stuff that I honestly still think if that was me, I don't know. I don't know if I could forgive, you know? Um, and, and so it would have to be, and you know, what's interesting is, is I've said that to some people. I mean, I'm talking people who have lost, you know, children in school shootings, uh, victims of horrible abuse and crime and and i say how, how do you actually how do you how do you forgive how do you even want not the worst for somebody but in a lot of cases the best like you say uh for the perpetrator of the crime on you or even harder i think onto a loved one especially a child right and time and time again they say you know i i before this, I would not have thought that I could have even forgiven a little bit. But what happens is God comes in, and that grace to forgive is given in measure according to the, the need. In other words, if you suffered horribly, the grace comes in powerfully. Uh, and I don't know where you would go if you didn't have a higher power, meaning God, as in Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right, to to guide that. Um, if someone's not a believer, what do you say to them? I think it's tough. I think it's tough. I think you can walk through the steps, um, but it's going to be challenging because it's going to look different. Because I think when we have God, we have a perfect example of how to do this. Mm -hmm. We have, you know, when I talk about being honest with ourselves and being accountable and talking about, like, we can do that in prayer. So we just have some things that are readily available that show us that truth and that grace and that love that I just don't see as getting if we don't have it. And and so if you don't have that faith, that's, you know, I, I want to meet everybody where they're at. And I recognize that not everybody shares the same beliefs. And yet I think this is an even harder process then. Yeah. I mean, to me, you, you need a tool that's beyond yourself. Uh, and that that's God's power um, with that. I don't know. Without it, I don't know how you would get past your past, which is the title of the book. It looks just like that. It's available wherever you get books, written by Jason Van Ruler, uh, who is 
qualified, not just spiritually, but he, he's got the creds. <laughs> so it, it's a it's a good thing. Here's a, I think an interesting question that a lot of people have. I've heard this question come up, and that is when you're dealing with the relationship issues uh, of of a traumatic past, uh, someone who has hurt you, maybe someone you have hurt. You know, um, where where do you go? once you have sort of come to a, a place of peace with your past, it, do you have that person in your life again? Do you, do you have the responsibility to reach out? Do you keep up a certain, you know, barriers or safety fences, you know, uh, boundaries, they say, to, to give them some room but not enough room to come in and do damage again? What, the, what sort of your take on, on dealing with the people from your past that are still in your present? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. It's a huge question. Um, and it does have a lot to do with the dreaded B word, you know, uh, boundaries, I'm sure is what you were thinking. Yeah. It's the boundaries word. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, that is tough to have. I, I think we can grow and we can be healthy and recognize that those relationships we're going to have with people who come from maybe that past hurt or trauma access is it, to those relationships. Those are invite only. So we can invite them into a healthy relationship, but we can't make them have one. And so if they're unwilling to have one, um, we can still love them and we can accept that that's who they are, but we can't force them to be different. And so what I'll tell people is uh, we can always invite those people in and it's always up to them if they want that. And if you don't want to invite them, you don't have to, that's up to you. Well, see, and, and that's the follow-up question is if, if you're not couple situations if you're just not ready for it you know you feel mm-hmm. like I, I just can't i can't go there I'm, I'm good where i'm at but i don't know if i can go there or if they are so toxic that you really don't need them in your life or maybe in your children's lives or th- things like that as a christian is it okay to say no you're not gonna be around me you're not gonna be around my kids or whatever that looks like yeah, I think it is if they're unwilling to to do the things they need to do to have a healthy relationship. So so if they just can't or won't, it's okay to say, well, this is this is kind of the prerequisite. This is what we'd have to do to have a relationship. Mm-hmm. And if you can't or won't, I'll still love you where you're at, right? I still love who you are, and I accept that that's, that's you and your decision, uh, but that's just not going to work for us. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I think about this because you see safaris, right, and they, and they go out and uh, they keep a distance from the dangerous animals, right? <laughs> right. They they don't just you know, it's like oh there's some lions and they like you know gun it and sit right in the middle of them. They keep a safe distance and they do it to protect themselves and others. And so I think sometimes we have people in our life where um, we can be right up in there doing life with them. They're very safe people. We can walk alongside them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are other people in our life who we we're kind of like the safari. We we need to observe them from afar and just like oh look at them. Uh, but I can't get too close because it's not safe for me. Yeah, and interesting analogy. I was in uh, a lion park in South Africa many years ago, and the week prior, some uh, Chinese tourists had gotten out of their car to take selfies with the lions. That's that's one idea. I'm not sure that'd be my idea, but that's an idea. No, one of them, uh, one of them was mauled and killed. I mean, it was that serious. Mm. Uh, and, and so, yeah, you got to know if, if, if I'm going to go buddy up with, you know, this person, am I going to get mauled uh, and killed or hurt, you know? Uh, so we stayed in our car, uh, 
mm-hmm. obviously. We kept our distance in our car, and our driver, fortunately, was familiar enough, which is, I, I, I think of it as an analogy of, of almost a therapist or a good godly friend, a pastor, whatever. He had the wisdom to know that when that line circled around back of our car and we were all training, you know, going, oh, well, look at that one, what's it doing? That lion was coming up because they know to bite the tires and it will disable mm. you. And so he gunned it, right? And we got out of there and I thought, geez, I would have known that. I'd have been like, oh, where's it going? You know, and then <laughs> then what do you do? Uh, You're so, stuck? Yeah, you gotta, you got to know not just uh, who the lions are and, and what distance to keep, but their tactics sometimes, you know, and don't let them get you again. Right. Yeah, that's just such a beautiful story. And, and you're exactly right about having the guide to help you through it yeah. because we don't know. And and sometimes our growing means we have to learn from somebody else about, hey, they're going to bite the tires yeah. because we don't know that. No. And so we we need that person and community to say, like, hey, look out for this. I want to protect you. Um, and when we have that, it makes all the difference. Yeah. And by the way, the entrance to this park was one dude in a shack. And when you paid him the money, he would go open the gate and you drive in and you go close gate. I'm like, that's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see a little more, but okay. Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, okay. Last thing I, I want to ask you, and I appreciate this so much. Um, for the person who's, you know, they've been listening to this and they're going, okay, yeah, I mean, I, I've heard some of this stuff before or I've tried some of this stuff before. You know, is, is it worth is it worth the trouble? Is it really going to work? Um, you've walked through it, right? You, you you have done the hard work. Kind of, what hope do you have for your present and your future that you didn't have when you hadn't worked through all these things with your past? How much better is your life, basically? It's night and day. I mean, it's, it would be hard to really describe how much different it is, but I, I think for me, what has given me so much hope is that I'm changing a legacy. Mm. And so now it's bigger than me. Um, and so what I talk to people about doing is not only to do this for themselves, but to do it for the rest of the people in their life. Yeah. Because when we do that, we actually change lots of things. And so for me, um, the, the hope that I have is just, it's bigger than me. And, and now it's about my kids being raised in a different home and having a different father um, and being a different husband. And so when I see that, I feel a lot of purpose mm-hmm. and it draws me to do the hard work because it is hard work, but it's hard work to stay stuck too. And, and so it's kind of like we have to just pick what kind of hard work do we want? Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it. And that, there's motivation for you, man. The, the, the good people that are in your life, um, and your own life. I mean, there is motivation to do it, and there is hope. And if you're watching, you need to hear that loud and clear. There is hope. Uh, and Jason and I will tell you that Scripture is a great place to start. And if you're not a Christian or maybe you not even interested in that, just just see if there's any good wisdom in there. I mean, you can go to Proverbs, or if you want to go straight to the Gospel, the Book of John is my recommendation, Gospel of John, great place to start. Just see, just see what it works. I mean, the most one, probably the most influential book of all times. If you haven't read it, just give it a shot. You'll at least be educated, uh, even if you you don't even think it's real. Just just give it a shot. But most of all, the hard work is worth it. It will give you hope. Uh, and a question about your website, Jason, and I'll, I'll show people the website. This is Jason VR, so you don't have to worry about spelling Van Ruler. It's easy though. JasonVR.com. Uh, what resources, uh, are available? Do you have anything for most people or is this more kind of a booking website? 
Nope. Uh, there are resources on there. Um, I, if you scroll through the site, there are resources. There are also uh, some courses that I have about relationships, about attachment. Um, and then there's a course that I made to go with the book that you can get for free if you want to go on the website. So um, I will make sure that link is ready for people when they get to the website. So they've got it. Yeah, great. Well, I appreciate that. And uh, appreciate you. Thank you for the time and, and expertise. And again, most of all, the hope that people can get past their traumatic and difficult past. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you, Randy. Appreciate all you guys being here. Uh, if you want to start down this path of healing, a great place to start is with the book, Get Past Your Past. There it is one more time. Available wherever you get books. And if you know someone else is having a hard time, you may hit that share button and just let them know there's hope for you. Appreciate you guys being here. See you again next time on Life Today Live.